0: ladies and gentlemen welcome to 12 gauge uncut today is a little bit different than normal i have with me miss 12 gauge herself tania shaw
1: hello everybody
0: so we're gonna sit down and today have a personal conversation with you some of you have known through time that i have what's called hcm it is known as Hypertrophic Cardiomyopathy. And basically what this condition is, is my heart muscle itself over time, and it's a genetic condition, has become thicker. And the, if I'm going to say the chamber, as you would have it, the valve brings in and the chamber doesn't, isn't allowed to fill with as much blood because of the thickening of the muscle. There's less room inside of the chamber. So in turn, I get less oxygen in my blood flow when it pumps out instead of instead of coming in, and which can also cause an error with my mitral valve, which can the two to collapse together. And in case in cases of this where this has happened, many of you will remember the football players and so forth throughout the years and college players that you've heard that just during an event dropped dead. It's a sudden cardiac event. This sudden cardiac event is associated with HCM and it's usually undiagnosed and most people die much earlier from it because it was undiagnosed. I have been lucky, blessed, call it what you will, to have survived being an athlete this whole time with this and just have it in the last few years been detected. So... Now we have a new journey, a new fight. HCM is that fight. So I brought myself Antonia, here with us today for us to talk about and tell you kind of the challenges. We're just like you guys. There's mm-hmm. challenges I know that you've come up with. Come on, guys. We all know in the United States, di- diabetes, heart, cancer, kidney
1: disease, kidney
0: disease, Lung issues they they're all plaguing us right now, and so none of us are above it. Some of us all have family members struggling with this. kidney disease in particular. We just went through a struggle with that, mm-hmm. and Tania's a transplant survivor from that. So with that being said, we're gonna just gonna have a conversation back and forth. I'm gonna let her talk a little bit about you know what what this means to her and going through this again now on my side where she was, you know, the one going through a struggle. Now we're reversing and it's my role to be the one that actually has to go through the struggle. So Tania, take it away.
1: Well, I mean, you're, you're right. You know, we, I feel like we just kind of got over one thing with the kidney disease and waiting on a transplant and, you know, the years that we spent doing that. And then we had like a small reprieve. And now, now we have another hurdle, another hurdle to across. And so, you know, we've got some appointments and, you know, this has definitely caused you to kind of have to step back from doing some things that you love to do. And for me, that's hard to watch. And so, but as we do, you know, every tough fight in life, you know, the only choice is really just to stand up and move forward. And so that's kind of what, what we're going to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We, those of you who know either one of us, strong-willed, stubborn, <laughs> that pretty much sums both of us up. We, neither one of us know how to lay down, and so we had a good buddy of mine, Dalton, asked me one day, and it was a, it was a joke, but it's funny. It tells you how, the, how people do notice your personality type. He said, when are you going to give yourself a vacation? And I honestly don't know. I just don't know how to stop. Mm-hmm. That's I'm always in continuous mode of going forward. So to is the same way and that. So we, we make a good couple as far we as do. we, we are always driving forward to a new goal. Now, a lot of people, you got two options. You sit down with an option like this and you're like, you know, I can sit down and quit and mope, whine and cry. Or you can put a fight on and do what nobody else has done and redefine what it means to, you know, be diagnosed with one of these things. Is it final? No, I don't think so. I I think I know my body better than anyone else. And so I've overcame, you know, any other injury that I've had some sicknesses and so forth, and uh, Tania has as well, so now i mean does is there a possibility that i might not return to the ring there's there's a slight possibility i'm not really ready to accept that yet we're gonna see how that goes but there's other avenues and you guys have shown me that you still want me a part of your lives as far as you know whether it be this podcast me being ringside and you know some of the events who knows we've talked about and you know let your local show and provider know 12 gauge uncut we can do it live in the, in the ring I can interview who you want me to mm-hmm. and I'll ask the questions nobody else is willing to ask and we'll get to the heart of the issue every time but going back to the art Tania kind of tell me let's tell them about your exercise your you got kind of to get a little more in depth um, I guess explain them I'm going to let you kind of do it because you're better in medical terms the tests that I've already had and kind of what they included so far.
1: So, so far we just yesterday went to Piedmont hospital. They have a, a hokum specialist there that not all hospitals, this is a condition that people, that they kind of known about, but they don't really know exactly what causes it or exactly. There's not any really great treatment options as far as like lots of medication and, and everything. So so we're looking at those options. Medication did, has not really benefited at this point, benefited Rocky at this point. And so our next option is looking at surgery and what is those possibilities? What's the potential outcomes? So we're going to Piedmont Hospital in Atlanta. So yesterday was a day of testing, and he started with a stress test with an echocardiogram. And so what that is, is an echocardiogram is basically an ultrasound of the heart. And they use that to see the different chambers and the valves and how everything is functioning. And sometimes you get that a lot just by itself. You can get an echocardiogram by itself for different reasons. Doctors would order that. A stress echo... They want to see what the heart looks like when it is being stressed. And so they take a baseline with the echocardiogram, see what it looks like in, in a resting mode. And then they make you run on a treadmill. And they get that heart up there and they get it pumping and they get it to beating. And then they take you off the treadmill, lay you down really quick and do another ultrasound. And they may do that three or four times, you know, get that heart good and stressed. And they're measuring you know, the output of blood, how much blood flow is getting through the heart. What are, I know, you know, Rocky mentioned the valves. One of this aspects of this condition is for him, he has an obstruction. The muscle is actually obstructing part of the valve. So the blood is not going in and out of the heart like it should. And because of that, he doesn't get enough oxygen to the rest of his body. And so that was the first test we did yesterday was a stress echo. And then that took about, I don't know, what, it was about three hours? Yeah, it was a long you know, time. We were, we were at Piedmont all day from, a, you know, early morning yesterday, and we didn't get home until late yes, till late last night. The second test he had done was a an MRI with contrast. And that one they did, you know, it was a long MRI. I think you were in the MRI machine for, what, like an hour and a half. Yeah. And then they shoot contrast and dye into your veins, and that goes through the different arteries and veins and everything. And it also gives them a good picture of what's happening in the heart where areas of the heart are not functioning as correctly as they should be. So all of these tests are kind of leading up to our next appointment, which is next Wednesday. We go back to Piedmont to meet with the cardiothoracic surgeon. And to talk with him about, you know, the test results and, you know, if Rocky is a good candidate for surgery, you know, asking some of those, some of my questions at this point are, you know, what are the risks? What are the benefits? What outcomes can we expect? What's the recovery time going to, to look like? Is he going to be able to get back in the ring again? You know, I know for us and me as a wife watching him, that's his dream. That's his, you know his passion and I want him to be able to do those things. So uh, this is just kind of a, the next step in in this journey is looking at, you know, where, where we go from here. So the next thing is the the appointment and we will certainly, you know, can update our, our fans and everything about what goes on next, what we learned from the appointment and the outcome of that in, you know, sometime, maybe sometime next week or so, once we kind of have a little bit more information about where where we're going from
0: here yeah and here here's some interesting things so during the mri so for those of you who don't know what an mri is there's basically this tube that they send you in and i'm a big fella so you know they're shoving me in this little tube <laughs> and first of all things thanks a your lot shoulders yeah in. tucking <laughs> your shoulders in so that you can get up inside of there and you know the 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 silver's right there on your face. there is a picture that a lovely picture that they decided to place there, I guess to keep you from thinking about the claustrophobia of like this castle with this ocean side right here that you stare that you can stare at
1: and imagine yourself there,
0: <laughs> yeah, so you, I guess you can imagine yourself there instead of this small fish can that you're in at this point in time. that being said. So I I sit there and, you know, I'm usually not one, especially as I was younger, being claustrophobic. But, you know, me a much bigger guy, you know, a 235 pound guy in a little bitty tube, you know, s- seems to be a little compressed. Of course, they have cool air blowing on your face, which I appreciated. So I don't have to f- feel my own hot breath, you know, <laughs> rolling back against my, my face during this. But I sit there and this gives you time. I was in there so long to reflect. They give you commands like breathe hold your breath. Now, once you have this condition long enough, holding your breath for a long period of time is very complicated. And so, when they want you to hold your breath for 16 seconds, I know it doesn't seem like that long, but 16 seconds when you need the oxygen, you know, continuously, so that it is, it seems like forever to try to hold your breath. And they want you to be really still. You don't want to move or anything so that you're, because your heart's all lined up so that they can monitor it the whole time and get per- images. They, at different times, they shoot contrast through your veins as well. So they have an IV hooked into your arm, and they they send contrast back and forth through your arm. So those of you, a contrast feels like it can feel cooling. It can feel warm. It can make you feel like you've got to pee really bad. <laughs> like it'll when it once it hits your kidney systems like you just feel this warm urgency to go mm-hmm. that being said there was different things when in there that reflect first of all i was thinking i don't remember the name of that movie what's the horror movie the nun two or no
1: no it's the insidious the last this last version of insidious this last movie
0: that's what like, yeah the the trailer i don't know if oh you saw the trailer but they have one where someone's the guy's in the mri and he looks down and like this ghost or creature comes running up, crawling on top of his body inside the MRI. with him. So thankfully for them, I thought of that as well. So <laughs> good job guys. God, on, thank, uh, you. thank you. Probably you probably ruined every MRI tech's life with that, that movie. So, but on a serious note, I sit there and reflected on, you know, cause you always get in that mode for just a moment or two. Some of us, some of us stay any longer. For me, oh me, that this is what I'm going through. But immediately as I went to thinking of that, I was like, how dare I, even for a moment, sit there and feel bad for myself because I'm 44 years old. And there are kids that are going through this at four years, six years old, two years old.
1: They're going through, you know, a a major health issue. Yeah, they're going the
0: same thing. And and they're they're probably, and a lot of them are never going to leave that hospital. They went in at two years old, and they leave dead at four years old. Unfortunately, that's, you know, some of these kids' lives, they don't ever get one. So, even though I want to be back in the ring, I did get a chance to be in my dream and and actually get there. So, you know, I have stopped looking at that fact that I've got to do something that a lot of kids and a lot of lives never, ever get to experience. So... That being said, I just want to remind all of you, when we're, when we're looking at that, make sure you're looking at the right aspect. No matter what you're going through in life, you know whether it be the bills, the kids, your health, look at where you're at in this and then compare it to there's always someone who has it worse. So you always want to be careful about thinking about how deep your hole is because someone's always got a deeper hole.
1: Well, I would say also be careful about comparing yourself to people who look like they're doing better than you. I think in today's society we see lots of things on social media, and not all social media is bad, but we see the best parts of people's lives. You know, we see the houses, the cars, the the things that they that you think or that we perceive makes them better than us, but it really doesn't because everybody goes through struggles no matter where they're at and you know where they're at financially you may be seeing somebody who you know puts a nice house on but it's you know two missed payments away from it being foreclosed on you don't know those types of things and so i think it's easy to look at somebody else's life and say well they have it easier but that's not always the case and so because we don't know the struggles that are going on behind closed doors And, you know, we're putting ourselves out there, letting, you know, our struggles. These are major, major health struggles that we're having and that also have major financial impacts. You know, these are medical bills we have to pay, you know, moving forward after just coming through on the other side of some, you know, a major health issue. So I would just, you know, encourage people to not compare themselves to, to other people and to really look at yourself and what you can do to make. Life better for
0: you. Yeah, we were looking at it when she said that I actually got emailed while we were actually at Piedmont. The cost of the test that I was receiving that day. Fourteen thousand, almost fifteen thousand dollars, guys, mm-hmm. for one day, two tests. tests. Fifteen thousand dollars. Now I'm not rich by any means, like any of you guys. I, you know, I'm poor. You know, as, as it gets, to be honest, we struggle from paycheck to paycheck most times right now. We've yeah. had better times and yeah. we, we've had we've had worse times. Right now, we're, you know, we're kind of at that slump where things aren't so great. So, so we understand kind of while we're talking to you now to let you understand, you know, we know what it's like to be, I've never been, let's say at the top of the mountain, but I've been in a much more comfortable position, but I liked the responsibility and the know-how money wise when, when I had that, that, that high rise in money that I knew what to do with it and how to invest it and how to, you know, properly go about that. I've spent many a times in the last few years, you know, learning to train myself as far as my health, my responsibilities, how to use my money and, and be wiser with my money. So, all those things come with age. You can't, unfortunately...
1: Experience.
0: You know, experience, yes. I mean, you can't really... We all talk about you can't tell your kids nothing. You really can't. Because they all have to learn their own way.
1: But, Especially when you got two stubborn kids like ours. Yes. They, they get it honestly.
0: And so, when, when it comes to money, things like this, I will talk money, support, and learning to develop yourself. There's a lot of great resources and people... Around Rome to look at, talk to, follow Keith Osmond, one of my buddies. I give Keith a big shout. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as we became friends on my health journey, I don't know. We say maybe five years ago, yeah, probably. Yeah. And Keith has been there consistently. To he's a great guy, but he's also not one to baby me. So once, not too, until a couple weeks ago. You know, we were talking about what was going on my heart. And he said, well, I get that. But what, Let's talk about the things you can control. Is your diet back on point? Yeah. You know, are you sleeping right? You know, are, are you getting enough exercise? Are you walking? Are you doing what you can do to help yourself? Dude, that was spot on. And so uh, I want to thank him for that. If he's listening, if not, if again, follow this guy, you know, his advice. He has got a business called OmniHealth. I've appeared on one of his episodes and I plan on me and him are going to do a little co-op episode here in the future. So now we get off on tangents. I guess that's yeah. what happens when, when you let a 12 gauge loose. Right. So let's kind of pull it back in a real back in. So what happens now, Again, I'm gonna let Tania explain. If, if mm-hmm. I'm a good candidate for surgery what happens in the procedure
1: so the surgical procedure we are looking at and i honestly i cannot remember do you remember the name of it it's septal septal my my myectomy Myectomy. anyway so we'll just forego the big technical term so basically it's like open heart surgery only instead of fixing arteries or putting in stents or anything like that, because he has perfectly clean arteries. It is just these valves and this muscle. They're gonna go in and basically trim back some of the muscle that is blocking these arteries and valves and causing them to not work properly. So it is a major, major operation with they some- crack
0: me like crap, guys, right down the middle. Here.
1: With some definite recovery time, And I, you know, I don't know what that's going to look like for him, you know, with, when I had my transplant, it was eight weeks, 12 weeks of recovery. And then, you know, life was pretty much back to normal as far as, you know, most things. So I would imagine that we're probably looking at a very similar recovery time or even maybe even a little longer. I'm not sure.
0: (coughs) Yeah. I'm not sure either as as much as she explained that from my understanding it's they they take my heart and they shave the muscle away and then thin it out. So, Like a little meat slicer. Like a little meat slicer, yeah. That's that's comforting to think about inside your chest, right?
1: Yeah, you can go to the deli counter at Walmart and just think about them, you know, just shaving that meat off. <laughs> it's probably disturbing. Okay. So.
0: Yeah, she put too, too, too much <laughs> effort, way too much effort in that one for you guys.
1: I'm a visual person. I can't help it.
0: <laughs> so, if any of you are... In the insurance company business, and you see her come see you individually. Can give me a call just to make sure. (laughs) But anyway, guys. So, as far as
1: you know, you're irreplaceable.
0: (laughs) As far as tell me what this journey's been like for you for last year. Kind of let's tell them we went from, but let's let's go pre heart and talk about. The journey from me to the ring to, and you can't see them back here behind me, but I'm very proud of these. My KLT promotions, the, I guess you call the Feud of the Year mm-hmm. in 2022, Rocky versus Big Dog. And then also KLT's most popular performer in 2022. And I main evented superstars in a steel cage dog collar match <clears throat> versus Big Dog. So from your point of view and the perspective, you know what it means to me and me to get to see those crowd, the, mm-hmm. the fans, the kids. But maybe most of them don't know what your what your view and the view in that is.
1: Well, I I mean when Rocky came to me and was like, I have this opportunity and I want to wrestle. Rocky and I have been together for 19 years almost 20 we're going on 20 <coughs> and i knew he grew up you know watching wrestling kind of idolizing these these superstars and you know i'd heard the stories from him and from his friends about the backyard wrestling antics you know you know who they mimicked and imitated and what moves they like to use. So I knew that this was an integral part of who he is and an integral part of what his childhood was. And so when he came to me and he was like, I have this opportunity, I know I'm old, you know, I'm I'm not in the problem in my life anymore. I'm not a 20 year old, you know, seizing the day. I was definitely encouraging. Like you have an opportunity to follow a dream that you didn't have when you were 20 or when you were 22 or when you were younger. So definitely go for it. See how, see, see how far you can take it. I didn't think, I didn't know that he would take off and create the universe that he has created for himself. I, Rocky's always been charismatic and well liked by most people. (laughs) And so to see him, like, I, I remember your first match and to see you come out and the response that you got from the crowd was just, I mean, incredible. And it made me so very proud at that moment and happy to see that you were getting to achieve something that you had always dreamed about. And so, and then on the flip side of that, having knowing that you're having to step out of the ring and kind of put what you've achieved inside the ring on the back burner for now is also, it's hard. It's hard to watch you have to make those adjustments. But I think what you have created for yourself, as far as being the 12 gauge and is just something that you can, you know, cap, not gives you momentum and it gives you something to work for, to return to. And so it gives you kind of a focal point. I think sometimes when we have health issues, we lose sight of those things that drive us and we, it's easy to. See, you know, I'm, I'm sick. I don't feel good. I can't breathe today. This humidity makes things worse. You know, just those different things to really have something that you hold on to and that you hold dear to you that is, well, I'm going to get over this because this, this, and this. I know from my own experience with the kidney transplant, Dallas is a terrible, very hard life to live. When you are having to spend hours at a dialysis center and you are coming home completely wiped out, those are hard days. And for me to have something my kids and Rocky to really hold on to was super, super important. It was those things where you remind yourself on days that you feel like giving up. Because it doesn't matter how positive you are. You're always going to have some day that you're like, I'm just so over this. To hold on to you and be like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And so, so those are those being able to see him have something like that to hold on to a dream that he wants to pursue is, you know, even more important, you know, at this point in life and with, with what we are, this mountain that we're facing at the moment.
0: Yeah, and I have had so much encouragement as far as, again, you know, I've heard, I've had people tell me, and it's kind of, you have different people that are in your field, and it kind of tells you which, which people you want backing you at times. Mm-hmm. I've had people be like, well, you know, you had you gave it a good shot. And then I've had people like, my buddy, I had a conversation with yesterday, Jason at Core. Me and Jason have been friends a long time since we were, since well into my 20s, probably my mid-20s, and he just had recently moved, but when I told him my plans, and he says, he says, well, Rock, I'm with you, he says, if Edge can come back Mm -hmm. from breaking his damn neck, then you can come back Mm -hmm. from your heart, and so I, I, I love that kind of motivation, you know, as far as, someone that'll tell me and put in alignment with me exactly what I'm I'm planning on doing. Because nothing's impossible. The only people to say something's impossible just means they've never tried hard enough or haven't done it yet. And so maybe nobody with HCM has done it yet. Maybe there has. There's a lot of people in those wrestling locker rooms that have conditions that they've never told anyone about and so we're we're kind of going out and probably setting some precedents here and talking to you guys about things that again maybe maybe they didn't talk about maybe it can save some lives if they were willing to talk about it, but you know you talk about it, you have to look at the because when you talk about it and become and say it's real, you have to deal with the responsibility of coming out of the ring and things like that because. I owe that to my fans and the kids. What if something were to happen to me and I did have a cardiac event in front of some children? You know, what does that leave? What kind of impression does that leave on them for wrestling? Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be a scary thing to watch a man die right there in front of. You. So I, I don't want to leave that as a legacy. So my plan is once... I'm in a good condition and I know how my body's reacting to things and I've recovered from a surgery. If all those things are in alignment and, and then I'm sure, then, then I'll step back and I'll tear a line to that heavyweight championship. Like no one's ever seen before, but if that doesn't happen, we're still going to work on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to be with you. We, there's ways I can support. And right now we have with the interviews, Nick Diaz, Erica Demia, these big Andy Toner, my good brother, zero. There's so much great talent too. And I'm not leaving out any names, Nate Wild. There, there's so many people that, uh, that I could talk about Mm -hmm. that have so much great talent. I'll be at deep south very soon uh, for a media event and. I'll get to talk to Dajacism, uh, Skrilla the Great, and dude, if don't don't sleep on Skrilla, one of the most decorated champions in this side, and and we both adore him, a great individual. Mm-hmm. So and, and another person to not to forget those, Brandon Zero, and I, I'm gonna shoot and say Tavares Skrilla, has been close brothers to me ever since I started. And so always encouraging, always backing me up. Me and Big Andy have met here lately and he's, he's been another one of those pillars that's come in there and been a great support system to me. And I appreciate that. You know, the gun club, you know, who got you are and Dalton and et cetera. You know, my, my adopted son, Chris (laughs) McAvoy and, and all the McAvoy family. So we appreciate you guys so much. You, you don't even realize, you know, I'm going to get choked up a little bit there, but guys, my, my ultimate plan though is my passion. And I love all you fans, but there's nothing better than to see in a young kid's eyes or his arms stretch out to me, Mm -hmm. the knuckle bumps, the smiles to see their experience and that uplifting in their face and character. So, for those parents of you that are supporting your kids and bringing those to the events and the, for those look, you know, I I talked about this, but but there is no, whether it be me being your, being the wrestler you support or another one, you buying these merchandise, the 12 gauge t-shirts, the 12 gauge hat, or anyway, if you support us on the podcast, if you join the Patreon, you are helping so much because we do this, and there, there's not a, we're not like superstars in WWE. There is no contract. KLT, Deep South, primetime, nobody pays us a weekly check. We only get paid when we perform in the ring. And when we're not in the ring, there's not a paycheck coming. It's based on if you're supporting us with the merchandise. Yeah. Uh, that's how we get by. That's how we produce this podcast. The podcast ain't free. I can't tell you how much you probably noticed the new screen and how how well it looks. I, hopefully the sound runs great. There's a lot of money that goes into this. There's a lot of my time and putting together and learning how to operate each individual aspect of this, edit the podcast. So, you know, you don't hear me stutter and go and stammer on for 30 minutes. So I'm not, I'm not a professional speaker. I am a, wrestler who can talk a little bit so i hope you enjoy that and appreciate that
1: he is a perfectionist
0: (laughs) i i I am a perfectionist i want the best product to hand to you guys yes whether that be the podcast the video quality my Mm t-shirts you know i i spend some of you know if you wore my t-shirts i spend extra money to get you the soft cloth And I don't pass that charge on to you guys. I charge just as much as the other guy does for a shirt, but I pay more for the t-shirts because if it's something that I don't, I won't wear because it's not comfortable to me, I wouldn't expect you to wear it. And we want you to wear it. Yeah. We want you to wear it. We want you to wear it proud. And because without you guys that are listening right now that support my page, they're, Is no 12 gauge, there never would have been a 12 gauge. I mean, my personality could have only got us so far. Mm -hmm. There is over 7,000 people on my Facebook at this point now that are supporting me with a reach of 65,000. I was looking at my YouTube, and even though my YouTube's only like 129 subscribers and still growing pretty fast at this point, around 14,000 views, 100 either. I want to say a hundred thousand hours or ten thousand hours. I can't remember which one. it's a big difference, but I can't remember the exact moment in video views and hours of video views. So, I mean, for someone who grew up and came from Shannon, Georgia, and to a to a broken home, and some of you heard of that story, to being able to be in the ring in front of I mean, as I did, there's on more than one occasion in front of a thousand people mm-hmm. per show. I got to do that at the. I guess our first show would have been that I that had about a thousand people would have been the the fairgrounds,
1: Acusa Valley Fairgrounds.
0: Coosa Valley Fairgrounds. The Coosa Valley fairgrounds. Last year. Yeah, last year, and I had so many of my colleagues and friends. So we walked in and we heard your music. We saw you come mm-hmm. out and. And guys, you were incredible when I came out, like, just tore down the roof, you know, with the chairs and the ovations. And then, then to go on to Superstars Fan Fest, where, again, we repeated, you know, over a thousand people. And me coming out to my first ever cage match with, and they had to wrap a dog collar on this thick neck. And, and that's a story in itself that we're going to have to talk about one day is trying to get and even i warned them is you better make sure the dog collar is big enough because i've i've got a 19 and a half inch round neck so i have a hard time finding t-shirt finding shirts that will go around this neck and especially if i got to put a tie on it <coughs> so i guess we're we're kind of getting close to wrapping up at the 40 minute marker here you want to kind of talk to us a little bit more and
1: talk to you a little bit more. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Is there anything else left to say?
0: What's the future look like?
1: Our future is bright. I think the future's bright. I think it is kind of what you make it and I think that we are you know, we'll get over this. We we move we get through everything together. And with surrounding ourselves with those people that are aligned with our goals and our goal right now is, you know, to, to move through this health issue that you have and to kind of get onto the other side of this, of this mountain and get you back to the ring. I mean, I think that is as far as, you know, this area of life, our ultimate goal is to get you healthy and back in the ring where, where you're supposed to be, where you belong. And I think we have a good support system in place with all of those people he talked about earlier that, you know, help lift us up and push us forward. And on days that we don't feel like putting a step in front of the other, we, you know, you've got somebody behind us, even if it's, you know, friends or family or, you know, even other competitors push you forward because they bring out that competitive spirit that you have where you're like, oh, that's somebody I'd like to I'd like to meet in the ring one day and uh, that you see and you're like, oh, I'd like to learn how to do that. And those are things that push you forward just with your innate nature of being, of pushing your own self. And so, yeah, I, I see on the other side of this that you will be back and better than ever and so you know keep fans out there keep supporting us letting us know that that's what you want you want to see him back in the ring better than ever and you know your support also pushes us forward that's you know he wouldn't be the 12 gauge if there wasn't fans that made him the 12 gauge and so that's my view for the future
0: yeah So, absolutely. So, when it comes to the future, let me say a few things. So, as you said, there's a lot of people that I still want to step in the ring with. Skrilla, you're still on my list. Zero, buddy, it's I love you to death, but there's got to come a time where it's me and you, and we got to see who walks out on top. And then, lastly, there's there's some friends that I that I wanted some of the, some of the guys that I mentored and trained with that we need to have another match again. You know who you are, and we will get to that. Lamar Phillips and Chris Kamikaze. It might be a long time coming, but I got an ass whooping waiting on you boys. <laughs> so just know that. So that closing out. I want to tell you, again, find my Patreon, and we will we have the, excuse me, tongue-tied completely. We will put them inside the group chat. We will put them in the links that you want to know how to follow us on YouTube, our Patreon. I'm on, again, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, you name it, we're pretty much there. You can also find us and please subscribe to us on the Apple Podcast or Spotify, whichever you prefer to listen to. And give us those follows on uh, definitely subscribe on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Each one of those things, I know they seem small to you guys, but they mean mountains to us as support. It gives them a tr- tracking number, it gives us a way to know who we're reaching out to, who our audience is, and so that I can provide the content that you want. So I thank you very much. And again, we will say for me and Tania, beware the 12 gauge. i to say.